Hello and welcome to Dive Collective's podcast, where we highlight the gifts and talents of our community of believers. Here at Dive Collective, we believe that to fully live, we need to be using and sharing our God-given gifts and talents with the world. We will always be encouraging our members within the collective to be living fully alive in this way. So here, in this space, we celebrate God by sharing the stories of those who are living out their callings and experiencing Him in both the mundane and the miraculous. Come and see. Welcome back to the Dive Collective podcast. It's been a little while since we've done an interview. This time we have my friend Emily LaVault on the show today. She's the owner of Letters by LaVault and just one of the most creative, beautiful, funny people I know. She's witty and keeps me laughing all the time. We met in Guantanamo Bay where she was running the plant nursery. She did an incredible makeover and got a whole bunch of people volunteering. She's a leader at heart. I think we can say that Emily is the one that designed Mark. And it's beautiful. It's amazing. Today is the day we're announcing that she's teaching a lettering class for Dive Collective. So exciting. I have actually personally taken one of Emily's lettering classes before. So I'm really excited because now that means that I get to share what she's doing with the rest of the world. Anyway, welcome to the show, Emily. We're excited to have you. I'm excited to be here. Telling us a story of how you even got into lettering and where that all started for you. I'm excited because I haven't ever heard this story either. I don't know much about your background at all because you left, you know, I think within a couple of weeks of me coming to Gitmo. A month or two. Okay. um, July 2017. Okay. So a couple months. Yeah. I have a friend who I've known since seventh grade, which is weird for a Navy brat to know somebody that long. And I used to tell people, you know, I wanted to make something. It turned out I had a talent. But she sent me a picture from seventh grade, and I had written her a note in math class, and it's full of hand lettering. Her name is hand lettered. There's by you? Like, yeah, by me. Um, So great whole thing is like she's like nah dude you started in middle school and I was like oh my gosh first I can't believe you have this perfectly folded into a paper football note yes yes. (laughs) secondly it's full like different bubble lettering block lettering script lettering the whole thing I mean I illustrated it there were like I love that so much so apparently I was into it in seventh grade but then I didn't pick it up again until Probably 2016, there was a sign I wanted to hang on my door in Guantanamo. I don't even remember what it said now. So very thankful or something like that. And I was like, meh, I can do that. I'm not buying it off Etsy for $36. That's insane. (laughs) Um, Here's the thing. Um, Not everybody can have it turn out successfully. I mean, there's a reason that Pinterest fails are really popular (laughs) thing on the internet. But it actually turned out and I had a number of people ask me where I bought it. And I was like, oh, I made that. So I had a couple of friends who'd be like, oh, can you write on this for me? Can you write on this for me? I started doing a few videos just for my Facebook. And initially the company was called Khaki Craft Co. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't just do lettering. I did crafts in general, but it wasn't really a company. I didn't sell anything. I gave everything away. Can you give us some examples of things that you wrote on? Oh boy. Um, flower pots. So many flower pots. Um boards that would wash up on the beach, just all sorts of things, you name it. I had this darling, wonderful, amazing salt of the earth friend, Aaron, 
<laughs> um, Guantanamo, and she disappeared for vacation and had mentioned offhandedly at one point that she wanted sit a spell. Actually, I think he wanted me to show you how to do it. Yeah. You write it on there. I was terrified because your house was empty and here was this random girl on your front porch writing on your porch swing. <laughs> you surprised me. Was running around like nutso. I didn't tell you I did it. And I just waited. I don't remember how long it took you to notice it. I think it was a day or two. Probably. Like, got back and you said, you know, I needed some quiet time to myself. And I went out and saw this thing. And lost my mind. <laughs> yeah. So that was fun. There's a ton of stuff at the plant nursery that I wrote on, of course. Mm-hmm. I'll write on anything. The only project I've ever turned down and said, I absolutely will not write on that, is um, broken glass. There's a girl who had an October wedding and she wanted glass shards for, um, <laughs> for like name cards like you'd put on a plate or something so people knew where they sit and I was like okay we'll get you some asymmetrical glass tiles she's like oh no I broke a window here are the pieces I was like unless you want actual blood on these things <laughs> is this, this a vampire is- wedding it well basically uh, what very very toxic so it was originally called khaki the khaki knot co is where it started k-n-o-t I used to tie knots my dad's a sailor well I used to tie these knots into baby toys so I tie like a monkey's fist knot around a rattle I would tie those and they were baby toys so I started with that and then got into the lettering um it became the khaki craft co after that and then I moved to Pennsylvania and wasn't doing the crafts was strictly doing the lettering and it became letters by Lavalt. And I sold things. <laughs> it became an actual business. That's- you can see Emily's artwork displayed throughout our current Bible study series, Dive Mark. Because she designed the cover. These dive studies close August 25th. So if you're interested in joining an online Bible study, sign up today. Plus, we also have a fun announcement to make. Emily will be hosting our next collective workshop. It's called Lettering Basics. It opens tomorrow, August 13th. The four-week workshop is offered on two different days of the week, and classes begin August 26th. Find out more at divecollective.org. And if you're a member, be sure to check your emails for a members-only discount. It should be coming soon. Enjoy the rest of our interview with Emily. You actually taught classes, though, in Guantanamo, right? How did that happen? I had this incredibly stubborn, frustrating, insatiable friend, Erin. It was me <laughs> who asked like three or four times. She's like, when are you teaching? When are you teaching? When are you teaching? It was you. Oh my and, gosh. I don't remember that. That's funny. And I was like, no, there's no way I can't teach this. I just started. I'm no good. And you were like, do it. And I was like, okay, fine. Um, so I did. Leave me alone. And it was the most fun. So wait, did you approach? So I asked you to teach a class and you went to MWR and. After I taught the class. MWR approached me and said, will you teach at the Arts and Crafts Center? Um, I didn't ever get a chance to do that. Unfortunately. Okay. I would have loved to, but we left Guantanamo before I had the chance. Okay. So I had gotten my first class under my belt. I had figured it out. That was a great first run for learning how to teach a class, which came in handy when I moved. It was amazing because it was literally an hour, longer than an hour. Two but hours. It- yeah, in a short amount of time, I learned a lot in that amount of time. I can't believe, really looking back on it, that even Hannah learned a lot, I would say. And she's she was, what, 13 at the time, I think? Yeah. It's kind of amazing how much you can teach, not even close to 
as good as you are. Obviously the practice is such an important part of it, but I did walk away super amazed that you could go from not having any idea how to letter to having a really good idea, at least of how it works by the time I was done. Each one of you walked out with a finished watercolor background with lettering on the top of it. And yeah, so being able to give them the skill to do that, to see like a piece of artwork that was composed and laid out properly that they had done themselves with a little art direction for me, but just making people feel capable and creative because so many people are just like, oh no, I can't even begin with that. I don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. Well, if I'm walking you through it, you don't have to think about where to start. You just have to follow directions and Uh, as I say in every single one of my classes, be willing to laugh and learn. I remember you really, you left Guantanamo quickly. It was sort of a unexpected thing. And then you get to Pennsylvania. Tell us how that developed. Your last name actually changed. So the name of the business changed, which I love. Letters by LaVault makes for really great lettering. (laughs) It does. It's all those swoops. Well, yeah, my marriage fell apart in Guantanamo and it just... I needed a fresh start. And so we moved to Pennsylvania and I needed a job, but I hadn't worked since my position with the state department, two moves prior to Guantanamo. So my resume was wildly outdated. State department experience isn't highly valued in South central Pennsylvania. (laughs) And uh, I had two children. So I needed something that was really, really flexible. So I thank God, literally thank you, God had this template, this blueprint for how to move forward with an actual business. So I registered myself as an LLC, took those classes, and I started doing them in bars, actually, lettering and loggers. You know, we'd sit down, have a good beer, or sometimes a craft soda, something fun, and spend two hours lettering. And it was just a super social, fun thing, um, which anybody who knows me knows I thrive on getting people together and building community and just having people and conversation. It was just this huge medicine for me to be able to step into this community and do that and have it be a popular thing and have it be supporting my boys and I through the transition as I was getting divorced. And then it very quickly became a full-time job. Lettering was really experiencing a resurgence at that point. And there was a lot of call for calligraphers and not just for weddings either, but people were writing on all sorts of things for their homes, you know, mm-hmm. we're getting tired of buying, you know, live, laugh, love at home goods, which everybody has and it's good and it's fun, but they wanted more. So thankfully I was able to capitalize on a talent that I didn't know I had two years prior to that and uh, really move forward with it. That's actually amazing. Like when you think about that, that's amazing. The timing of all of that. And then I didn't realize that it actually turned into a full-time job for you. I knew it was getting really successful because you weren't teaching classes full-time, but between, I think the classes and the work that you were getting to do, that's a significant, like that's a God thing. Cause that doesn't just, that kind of uh, stuff doesn't just fall in your lap. Well, and particularly for a small single person business within six months of moving here, I was turning down work, which is unbelievable. It's a creative dying art. I mean, who makes money off that stuff? God does. <laughs> it, it wasn't anything I was doing. My business acumen is not exceptional by any means. Luckily, because of teaching classes in Guantanamo, I thought, hey, I'll write a business plan for this. This will be hilarious and fun and whatever. So I had actually started writing a business plan because I thought when we move back to the States, maybe I'll turn this into a business. Because at that point, I 
didn't think my marriage was going to fail. I thought we were going to move on to the next base together and maybe I could stay home with the boys and do this thing. So I was planning for the future, but I didn't realize how God was working to help me plan for that future and set myself up. There's so many, so many God moments in that last month in Guantanamo Bay. And I know it sounds crazy, but I cannot help but think that God had a hand in pulling me out of the abusive relationship. And I don't believe in coincidence. And there, I think they're all God moments. And there are just way too many coincidences for me to think that, that that wasn't supposed to happen right then and there. It was exactly where I was supposed to be. Things may have exploded and been incredibly stressful, but I was so well taken care of and my business was a huge part of that. Wow. I mean, are you willing to share some of the more specific events that were? I don't mind sharing at all. Actually, uh, one of the big ones, my phone is surgically attached to my hand. It has been since smartphones were a thing. Um, and one morning I left my phone upstairs uh, in my bathroom and just no reason whatsoever. And I was like, Oh, my husband leaves his phone plugged in in the kitchen and I'll just check his for the breakfast recipe. My mother-in-law was visiting. I was going to make everybody breakfast. I'm normally the sleeper. So it was weird that I was the first one up, which is a God thing on his phone was evidence of his indiscretions. And I was like, I never would have looked at his phone. Never, ever in a hundred years. I had no reason to He's my husband. Mm-hmm. But I did because I needed a breakfast recipe. And so I never went down that. God had said, hey, put your phone down in the bathroom, you know? And I know that sounds so ridiculous. It doesn't sound ridiculous. And it's actually kind of comforting in some ways. He brings these moments to us. I can see exactly what you're saying. It doesn't make any sense that you didn't have your phone. You're never on your husband's phone. Why would you even? I get that. Yeah. Other one, after everything fell apart, I was in pieces. I was like, no, for better or for worse, I have to fix this. I have to fix this. And I was convinced that I needed to fix this. And so I was headed to the chapel to find a chaplain. I hadn't even tried to call them. I was just going to a chapel and I was going to accost the first chaplain I found. I don't care what they are. Give me a chaplain. And I can't even think of his name now. He was the Catholic chaplain. The sweetest old man. Julie. Yes, Chaplain Shuley. Oh my God, man. A very uh, special place in my heart for that man. You know, I saw him and I said, I need to talk to you. And he said, let's get you a cup of tea. I was like, it's July. I, it, was, uh, it was July 9th. I was like, no, what are you talking? I don't need tea. And he's like, let's get you a cup of tea. So he we went and he poured me some iced tea in a glass. I was like, oh, duh. That makes uh, sense. And uh, we sat down and he was like, I can see you're stressed out. And I was like, really? You think? And uh, I tried not to be rude. He was so sweet. Um, but I told him everything. And he said, no, that's that's not what for better or for worse means. He's like, you are in an abusive relationship. And you know what? The words you need are written in red. Obviously, I know what the words written in red means. Jesus' specific direct quotes. And I was like, yeah, but which words? Like, are you telling me to read the whole Bible? What are you talking about? Well, there's scripture where Jesus is being asked about divorce. And he said, no, no, definitely no divorce, except in the case of marital infidelity. And it's written in red. And I was like, oh, because it wasn't his first affair. His second affair, it was more than that. And I just was like, oh, and Chaplain Shuley looked at me and he said, that's what you need. And you need to give yourself permission 
to be treated better. At that point, I broke down and cried for I don't even know how long. I'm pretty sure I left a wet spot on the couch in his office. It was very freeing to have this man of God who's just so respected and so sweet say, you deserve more. And, you know, that was one of those God things too. I'm, I'm sure any of the chaplains would have given me good advice, but just having him handle me, a Catholic priest, I'm Lutheran. So like, it does explain how you were a straight face. You were so serene when I talked to you about it. And I was really remember thinking like, are you okay? But you had been through it already. Two or three days later that I went and finally decided, no, I'm leaving. And I went and told Aaron and Aaron was concerned that I was in shock because I just told her straight up, here's my plan. I'm looking for a job. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try and get on this plane to get off the island. And she stopped me mid-sentence and said, are you okay? Are you in shock? Do you need a tissue? And I was like, no, I'm good. I got things to do. I don't have time for that anymore. And uh, I, I kept going because this Catholic priest pointed out that Jesus said, except in this very specific case, I was like, oh, I am the very specific case. God is talking to me. Did I want my marriage to end in divorce? Absolutely not. I mean, I didn't go in it with that intention. I didn't work through marriage counseling in the first three affairs. Without yeah, it's not like you didn't try. It was just one of those things where it's like, no, this is the point. God has led me here. He's put the people around me to support me. I had this incredible, you know, women's fellowship group. Uh, I had my business to fall back on and I had this Catholic priest. But you didn't have a business to fall back on. That's what's crazy. Is you that had like- the dream of a business, the hope of a business, but like even that, when you were describing earlier how you had already been thinking through it for a different future, yeah. the future you thought, and just how it flowed perfectly into this new future that God saw that you didn't see yet. It makes me think of, I could have pulled probably any story out of the Bible, but the one that comes to mind is Joseph being in prison and managing all the prisoners. Who would have known that he was preparing him at that point to lead Egypt? He couldn't have predicted that. That's what it makes me think of is all of the stuff behind the scenes. You're just, you made that sign for fun. You just happened to make a sign for your front door that was outstanding and then became known as the island letterer taught a class. And then you were like, and in that way, I just can't even get over that. I had no idea. I mean, I knew that you had started a business when you came to Pennsylvania, but I had no idea what a gift a business was. Yeah. And then having people to actually like clients, having clients was a gift because I was just some no-name artist girl who I have no connections here except for the people my parents know. Because And I you're not up- in a city. You're in York, Pennsylvania, right? Yeah. Oh, we're not even in York, Pennsylvania. We're out. We're in York County. We're out. In- <laughs> yes. Being out in the county means you're in the middle of nowhere. So luckily we're a well-positioned middle of nowhere. So I had great support from York County Economic Alliance and the Hanover, the Chamber of Commerce, the Young Business Professionals Associations. It was such a welcoming space that I came to, which I needed. I needed so much of because I was leaving this incredible community in Guantanamo and coming here to start a completely new life in a totally different way. Emily, like I'm listening to you and I'm thinking, like, do you even know how unique you went to the Chamber of Commerce? Did you already have connections or did you just, you were like, I know where I need to go. I need to go to the Chamber of Commerce. I need to make network within the, <laughs> the business community. That was kind of my job previously. I don't know if you know this, Erin. My first career was in motorsports. 
cars and did racing and uh, I know um, but I was a marketing and promotions manager so it was my job to help these race teams make connections and get sponsorships and so I knew how to go out and make connections and network I knew if I networked then my business would get seen more and I did give away some work initially I mean I was doing it for the exposure but very very quickly I realized a I could charge a lot more than I was initially because I was highly undervaluing my work, not even minimum wage for my time, barely covering my supplies. And the Chamber of Commerce on both the York side and the Hanover side really taught me a lot in talking to other young business professionals about their jobs and the way they structured their side gigs, things like that really made this huge difference. It really reveals a whole other dimension of you as just a go-getter in general. Just the knowledge and the ambition to go after it mm. to that degree shows an amount of ambition that most people don't have. That's and I think you are highly motivated too, because you're here in this new place and you're providing for your boys. And so you are like, I'm going to make this work. Yes. And it's awesome that you had that background to know how. Yeah, there was never a question about Oh, will this work? No, this needs to work. Mm -hmm. work. I have to get like a proper full-time job and never see my boys. Um, mm -hmm. My mom would be raising them or I'd have to pay for childcare. And I know there are so many single moms in that position. And so I prayed a ton. I was like, you know, I was looking for full-time jobs, but I was also running my business at the same time. I was like, God, point me in the right direction. Yeah. Whatever you want me to have, get me there. I'm going to keep applying for all sorts of stuff. And Whichever seeds you make grow, make them grow. The lettering took off. And uh, until September 2019, the lettering was my full-time job. Do you still love it? I do. And actually, I love it more now that it's not my full-time mm -hmm. job. I get to pick and choose which classes I'm doing and that I can just take commissions occasionally. I'm not out hustling and using that ambition to search for work anymore. Now it's word of mouth and I have enough work that it keeps me fulfilled and I get to keep practicing, but it's also just really fun. It's not produce, 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 produce. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I have a question that we haven't touched on yet. When you rediscovered that you were interested in this, did you take classes or is this all you just kind of teaching yourself and practicing and learning by doing? I took classes on YouTube and Skillshare. So I would check out classes on those two platforms and I ordered a book or two. Despite all of the conversation we had about me really being a go-getter, I'm super lazy. And so I wanted to find the easiest way to letter. So I went on a, a pretty determined search for all the shortcuts, for all the ways to make things really stand out and make a big impact. I'm going to skip the first six classes of this series and I'm going to take the seventh class and see how I do. Just jump in. Anybody who knows me knows I jump in feet first, sometimes head first, um, without checking the water. It was one of those things where it was like, oh, okay, thank God I've got the talent for this. I've got an eye for it and I can jump into lesson seven. And that's, I think, why my two-hour classes are so efficient for people because I can look at what you're doing, the habits you have, and tell you how to use the tricks to maximize what you're working with. So instead mm -hmm. of being like, you need totally new habits, lettering is a completely different, you know, way to use your hands, which it is. 
But at first, in order to feel successful and really motivate yourself, you have to learn some tips and tricks to build your confidence with it. That's how I started was just, hey, give me some quick hot tips, hot tricks. Let's make this look cool. And then I started getting into the science and the actual like, hey, let's slow down and practice. And that really improved my lettering. Have you ever taught anybody who wasn't capable of learning? Only because of their own attitude. I have had two people walk out of classes. Um, One (laughs) of them was a gentleman. It was right before Valentine's Day, and he was actually a chocolatier in town. Well, he had been working basically 20 hours a day, took a break to come take my class, and was just like, I can't. I can't do this. I can't focus. I'm going to fall asleep on this table. And he walked out and I was like, oh my gosh, I offended him. What did I say? I called him later. I was like, is there something I can do? Can I refund your money? I'm sorry you didn't enjoy it. And he was like, I can't learn that. It's really hard. Also, I'm sorry. I've been making chocolate for 40 hours straight. And I was like, well, (laughs) this isn't me. (laughs) And the other one was just a girl who before she even sat down, I don't think I can do this. I was like, okay, well, let's, I think you can. I think we can work with your handwriting. You haven't seen my handwriting. No, I haven't, but I've worked with a lot of people because this is, I don't know, literally my job. So Um, she paid for the class? Right. It sounds like she was forced into it. Showed up with like six other friends and her friends were having a great time. And she left the class and went and sat at the bar because she just decided she couldn't do it. (laughs) So I don't know, maybe she was having a really bad day. Maybe her attitude is like that in general. I don't know. But I do know that if you're willing to ask questions, if you're willing to take some constructive criticism or recommendations, that everybody can do this to some degree. Mm -hmm. Do you have to know cursive? No, don't know cursive. Actually, I pray that people do not know cursive because if you know cursive, then you have your own bad habits. I'd much rather give you my bad habits. Interesting. Interesting. Because it's a totally different, you form the letters totally differently. Yeah. This person, you never, ever, ever pick up a pen. You pick up your pen a ton when you hand letter. Interesting. Yeah. Next time you're watching somebody do it on Instagram, watch how many times they lift their pen off the paper. With each letter? Or between letters? Word, yeah. For like a lowercase b, I will lift it up probably twice, maybe three times if I'm doing a flourish. These <laughs> are my favorite. <laughs> it sounds silly, but I haven't blessed this mess. doesn't sound I, silly. I stare at the B. Oh, I love that one. That one is so cute. Now I want to see it again. Okay. During, during lettering season, once we start your class, I'm going to do that. Mm, that's a good idea. So we're, you're offering a online lettering class with Dive Collective. How does that online work for you? Do you enjoy online? I know you're a total people person and would love to be in person, but everything's kind of hard to do in person right now. So maybe this online thing is. The Zoom classes have been, or online in general, have been really helpful. I've done a few private classes over the course of the pandemic and the quarantine, and it's been nice. It's fun interacting, and it's kind of like a show and tell because people be like, oh, look, I did this one swoop, and it's perfect. And I'm like, show it to me. Hold it up to your camera. Not that close. (laughs) (laughs) And it's it's a lot of fun, and it's definitely different. It's a whole different ballgame, but it's people connecting. It's still Mm -hmm. people. It's us sharing something creative and they get to do it from the comfort of their home. So if they, you know, wad it up and throw it in the trash can and start again and don't want to tell me, they can do that. How are you going to set these up? Like I said, I learned in two hours Mm -hmm. a whole lot. We started out with Crayola markers. 
Yeah, yeah, that's my favorite inexpensive hand lettering tool. I still use those all the time, actually. That's what we'll start with, actually, is Crayolas and calligraphy pens, dual brush pens from Tombow. We'll start there. We'll start with the basic strokes. We're going to break these down to about 45 minute classes. So it gives everybody time to talk and discuss and ask whatever questions they've got. I can do examples over and over and over again. And then we have tons of time for a little bit of practice and like reviewing your practice. So it's going to be very interactive. It's going to be a lot of, hey, hold your paper up to the camera if you're willing to share but it's also going to be real time answers. So, you know, as you hate what you're doing, I can give you a tip and a trick and an answer as to why you hate it and how to fix it. So just really great immediate feedback to break this process down. It is going to include all my quick and dirty tips, but it's also going to give you enough of a technical background in lettering that you will feel really capable when you're done. And be a lot more fun than YouTube. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a YouTube learner. I get distracted very easily, walk away from it and forget to come back. I want to be live and interactive. Demonstrate. That's the way that I, yeah. yeah, I much prefer like the doing it with somebody than doing it on my own. So. Well, and I'll search for like something on YouTube. I'm like, okay, I want to see how somebody does this one specific thing. Well, you can find something close, but not mm-hmm. exactly that. But like, you know, in the first class, if you're like, no, show me the flourished O again okay, I can, I can show you a flourish O. I can show you a capital flourish O. I can show you unflourished. I can show you Spencerian. I can show you copper plate right <laughs> then without you having to Google it and sort through yeah. you know, videos. That, that immediate feedback is really helpful for some people because they don't have to go and try and find a close enough answer. Mm-hmm. One of my most popular classes that gets booked very frequently, we write really inappropriate words in really gorgeous <laughs> <laughs> and it's so because instead of you know going in your basement and screaming blah whatever word of choice you choose you get to just you know write it out and you're like oh it's on paper I can let it go and you know even if I'm just stressed and I'm like you know the other day I posted on my Instagram and it says worthy because I was feeling pretty unworthy but I was like you know what I need to set some intention here I need to focus on this and so I said a little prayer and was like hey let's reset my brain and I did some watercolor lettering and I wrote worthy and it turned out beautifully. It was simple. I was happy with the way it turned out, which isn't always the case with my the cuff painting, but just having that stress relief tool of mm. being able to sit down and not just write it out because your handwriting is just muscle memory. Mm-hmm. And so when you do it and you change that muscle memory, you intentionally change the shapes you focus more on it. So it's really cathartic to um, have that ability. Yeah. Well, the ability to create art is a, a pretty cool thing to be able to do. So as a homeschool mom, I went to a conference and I remember them saying like, keep their hands busy. So their minds are free to learn. So I was just thinking as you were talking about it, as Annika was saying, I don't know whether I would use it or not. I just was thinking about the times that I've just sat everybody was watching TV or something that I wasn't super, super interested in. I just got a notebook and I would just write different phrases or words just because it's fun. Cause it feels good. Lettering just mm-hmm. feels good. Doodling. All the different, yeah. yeah, all the different strokes and curves. And I'm, I don't know how to flourish yet. That's probably the part of the class that I'm looking forward to the most is figuring out how to lay out 
phrases on paper best and to ha where and how to add flourishes. I'm really looking forward to that because I don't understand that part of it. It's a huge part of being happy with your work. Yep. So that's part of what I'm looking forward to. But yeah, it's a it's one of those free time things where some people might crochet. You could let her in front of the TV. <laughs> But it would be fun to have people write different verses from the different chapters that they like and mm. letter them and post them. One word from each chapter, like, hey, this whole chapter boils down to, you know, uh, if it was Galatians, it would have been grace. And uh, then letter grace and see where that goes. And people love Bible lettering. And so maybe they do want to put in their margins like a mm. little thing. And if you can do that and it's not your normal handwriting it's something that you really enjoy uh looking at um or feel is more decorative adds to it then it's just a little more satisfying than mm -hmm. hey i scribbled a note here yeah dude i'm incredibly excited that you're doing this i'm mm, me too when i think about what we're doing with dive collective and i think about sally leading her book club which is right up her alley and and what that's adding for the rest of us i never read i never take the time to read I wish I did more, but now with Sally's book club, I've finished two books. Like I feel so smart and it's been fun, but yeah, Sally doing that, Annika doing her bread, which I didn't take that class because I actually took that class privately while I was in Bay. But yeah, I feel like it's just talk about like adding to people's lives in just the most beautiful ways. And to you, it's like nothing for me. And I'm actually curious if this is the case for you. I'm sure it is. But I know that when people talk about, people ask me about my sewing or they call it a gift and it's like, it's not a, I mean, it's a skill. Anybody can do it. Mm -hmm. if, you know, if you want to do it, you can do it. But people are like, no. And really what it comes down to, it's just not there. Like, it's not the thing that they've taken the time to learn to do. Mm -hmm. There are certain things that I have taken the time to learn to do. And I still suck at it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Massively. I've been trying and I just bought a wood lathe. But in Guantanamo, I was trying to learn how to make like candlesticks on a wood lathe. And I broke absolutely everything I worked on. <laughs> No matter how hard I tried, no matter how many videos I watched on YouTube, no matter how many like master woodworker men <laughs> dudes I asked, they were like, I don't know how you did that, but you broke it. And I'm like, yeah, I noticed. So woodworking just isn't my thing. And so I can totally see how sometimes no matter how much you dedicate yourself, and I'm still going to dedicate myself to this, and I'm still going to break everything probably, <laughs> it just isn't my skill. And so for the lettering to have kind of come out of nowhere and been easy uh and not not a stress to add to my life and then for me to be able to make it easy for other people approachable for other people has yeah, been it's a, a really it's a gift it's a gift mm -hmm. that's so exciting and just the fact that you can teach it too i think it's one thing to be good at something and to have that skill but to be able and to does to want to teach a class on it i think is a really cool thing once i started teaching i was like oh no i'm able to like really engage here and like adapt with the people mm -hmm. uh, not just you know do what i show you but hey let's work with what you've got and um that was that was big for me just you know finding out that i had the skill to, to teach i didn't think i had the patience for it that was really fun. That was such that was a fun, fun. Su surprise to discover. I really, I knew lettering was special. I knew that um, you're special, but to hear the way that God used lettering in the midst of probably, I would imagine your greatest trial. Yeah. Um, that's just so him. He hones our gifts and uses our gifts and blesses us with our own gifts because <laughs> it's really his gift. <laughs>
<laughs> so we're releasing this on June 12th, August 12th. Sorry. August thank 12th. you. Yeah. This is going to be the day that you yeah. announced your class. Is there anything else we want to make sure that we say? Lettering has done so much for me and having this gift, having a creative outlet and something that supports my mental health has just been this huge gift. And I am so thankful I get to share it with other people. I really, really, really hope people will join us and we will find other surprising benefits of lettering and mm. like there are surprising things that people get out of it. Because I mean, that's what happens when people come together in general. But when people are literally creating with their hands together, you're like multiplying that so much. It yeah. changes the dynamic and you get crazy things out of it. God just will literally take your hands and do. And friendships. I would imagine people mm-hmm. are going to get to know each other in a really fun way in that time that, uh, or in that space, even that they wouldn't, you don't get to do that kind of thing. And when you learn about people, because I don't tell you what to write, I'm not going to say, There might be a few practice words where I'm like, hey, practice this specific phrase. But other than that, I kind of let you do your own thing. And it's almost so when somebody holds up a vulgarity, you're like, oh, oh, okay, (laughs) got it. I see see Um, what's what's happening there. (laughs) This girl who came in and just the quietest, sweetest looking. And I remember she had this adorable navy blue little polka dot dress on. And she came into my class and she was just this little, I wanted to squeeze her. She was so sweet. And she was maybe in her early 20s. And I'm like, okay, everybody, what are your phrases? And she holds hers up and it says, get naked. And I was like, oh, (laughs) it's for my bathroom with my new husband. I was like, hey, I don't need an explanation. So great. And one of those shocking things, it's just like, oh, I was expecting you to write like humble. (laughs) (laughs) Quaint. Be the good. Something. Like that, not get naked. Um, that's that's like what I would write. You know, it totally catches you off guard what people are going to show you with their lettering and whether it is vulgarities, whether it's, you know, somebody's struggling with something. And I had a woman do renew, R-E-N-E-W. And the way she did it, it looked like an infinity symbol with her flourishes. And I was just like, that is incredible and she told me afterwards she's like i wrote renew for a reason because i wanted to remind myself every morning that it's a new start i'm renewing myself and she was christian and she said you know i'm renewing my commitment to god and she said this is just what i needed because i need to do it perpetually it Mm. needs to be an infinite thing i need to know that there's infinite renewal out there for me and she hadn't come in with the intention of making it look like an infinity symbol and it just worked out that way and it was just this incredible moment. I was, I told her, I was like, thank you for sharing that with me because you didn't have to tell me the background behind your word and, you know, all these personal things, but that's what it does. It gives you the opportunity to put this on paper. Even if you're just writing dumb stuff, if you're writing, you know, cat, if you love your cat, <laughs> that, you know, yeah. um, get it out there. Do something you love. That's going to fulfill you and your cat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love you. Thank you so much, Emily, for your time. Thank you for offering this to the world. I mean, I just am so excited that this is a gift that we're going to get to see go out and that you're allowing it to come out of Dive Collective and sharing it with us. is. I'm so grateful. So, so grateful. If you enjoyed this story and are interested in joining an online community committed to studying and living out God's word together, discovering our God-given gifts and living out our calling, you have found a home at Dive Collective. 
Visit divecollective.org for a free reading plan and our free dive guide where we share our version of how we do in-depth Bible studies. While you're there, sign up for an upcoming live interactive dive study and join us as we strive to discover how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Come and see.